It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Here's the Globe's Editor-in-Chief, David Wildstein. Good afternoon, everybody. We are approaching high noon in New Jersey. Election Day is just 17 days away, but early voting opens in seven days. And, and, and this part is good news for democracy. More than 265,000 New Jerseyans have already cast their ballots using mail-in ballots. And I want to talk a little bit about that in a moment. But today on the New Jersey Globe Power Hour, I'll talk about the upcoming election and some important issues with Craig Coughlin. He is the Speaker of the New Jersey State Assembly, and that comes up at 419. And later on, and you're not going to want to miss this, I'll be joined by the campaign managers for the two candidates for governor of New Jersey. Uh, first up will be the venerable Molly Bonato. She's running Governor Phil Murphy's reelection campaign. She'll join me at 434. And after that, it'll be another political virtuoso, Eric Arpert, the leader of Republican challenger Jeff, Jack Cittarelli's campaign to defeat Phil Murphy. Uh, that'll be coming up at 448. And Molly and Eric are both outstanding political tacticians. If they ever teamed up, I don't think they ever will, but if they ever did, those two would be absolutely unstoppable. So please don't go anywhere because you want to, won't want to miss any of this. And when I said 265,000 vote by mail ballots have been cast, here's what that means. New Jersey election officials have mailed out over 900,000 vote-by-mail ballots uh, so far, and 29% of them, I think it's a pretty good number, 29% of them have already been returned 17 days before Election Day. And if you compare this to the last gubernatorial election four years ago, that means that 12% of all the votes that were cast the last time Phil Murphy ran, they've already been cast. Those voters have already returned their ballots, and, and they are done. And, and now, this is very important. I hope you'll listen to me here. If you are a vote-by-mail voter, you must take responsibility for your own ballot. Uh, once you vote and you send your ballot back, you need to check and confirm that it's been received. And you can mail your ballots back through the U.S. Postal Service. Uh, personally, I don't recommend that. Uh, and I'm going to say something not exactly earth-shattering. It's not stop the press's news. But the U.S. Postal Office is slow, and it's unreliable. And I wouldn't trust them with my ballot if I were you. So instead, use a secure ballot drop box. There's locations all over New Jersey. That's the best way to make sure your vote counts. And if you need help finding one, just Google New Jersey ballot drop box and the list will come up. And and what you should also do is sign up for Track My Ballot with the New Jersey Secretary of State's office. Uh, just search for New Jersey Track My Ballot. Uh, make sure that election officials have your vote. And remember, if you don't vote, then you lose your right to bitch and complain about the outcome of this election. This is David Wildstein, the editor of the New Jersey Globe. You're listening to New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And later I'll be joined by Assembly Speaker Craig Coughlin and by the campaign managers for the two candidates for governor, Molly Bonato and, and Eric Arpert. Uh, Phil Murphy and Jack Cittarelli held their, their second and final debate this week. Uh, I think New Jersey Globe reporter Joey Fox got it right. He channeled his his inner Herm, Herman's Hermits, and he said, second verse, same as the first. 
And this debate was it was almost a total repeat of the first one from two weeks ago, except for one big glaring difference. The first debate was aired on Channel 7 in New York and, and on Channel 6 in Philadelphia. That was the time slot that's reserved for Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, which means real voters watch that debate. The other one was on New Jersey Public Television. It's not a Nielsen-rated station, but I, I think we can agree that the ABC, ABC affiliates do a little bit better. But I had two takeaways from the process of these debates. Uh, one was a, a rowdy audience. Uh, I guess that was to be expected. I mean, you give a couple hundred tickets to each side. What could, what could possibly go wrong when people are cheering and yelling and screaming and, and booing and hissing and, and taking time away from the candidates and being able to be asked more questions? Uh, the second is that this was the first gubernatorial campaign on New Jersey public television in 36 years that didn't include Michael Aaron. And Michael is a man of tremendous gravitas and intelligence and integrity. And then the fact he's now semi-retired, uh, it's always great when I see him on the air, uh, but his absence from the debate uh, is notable, and, and we, should, we should recognize uh, there was a little history made by that transmission. Uh, his replacement, David Cruz, uh, let's just say he's no Michael Aaron, uh, for, for some reason that perplexes people that I speak to on both sides of the aisle, Cruz, for some reason, thinks he's Walter Cronkite. And I, I wish someone would just break the bad news to him that he isn't. Uh, speaking of debates, New Jersey Globe will host a debate tomorrow night. Uh, on Sunday between the two candidates for state Senate in uh, Atlantic County. It's Republican Vince Palestina and Democrat Vince Mazio. Uh, that'll be held tomorrow at 9 p.m. Uh, this is one of three even marginally competitive state Senate races in the state, and you can watch the debate on the New Jersey Globe website and on our social media channels. This is David Wildstein, the editor of the New Jersey Globe, and you are listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Uh, Democrats are bringing in some, some, I guess you could describe them as big guns, to help Phil Murphy get reelected. First Lady Joe Biden was in New Jersey on Friday. Former President Obama coming to Newark next week. New Jersey is one of five states that holds gubernatorial and legislative elections in odd-numbered years. And, and one of two states, Virginia is the other, where... Uh, where they elect governors the year after the nation elects a president. And, and about 75 years ago, uh, when our modern-day founding fathers wrote a new constitution, they, they had a debate about whether New Jersey's state elections should be decided on state issues and not tied to federal elections. Uh, despite that, there's been an interesting trend. I mean, get this. The last five times the nation elected a new president, the president's party lost New Jersey's governor's race. George Bush won in 88, Jim Florio won in 89, Bill Clinton won in 92, Christy Whitman beat Florio in 93, uh, Bush wins in 2000, Jim McGreevy became governor in 2001, uh, Barack Obama elected in 2008, uh, Chris Christie oust the incumbent, John Corzine in 09. Uh, after Donald Trump won in 16, New Jersey responded by electing a Democratic governor, Phil Murphy. Uh, now that Joe Biden is president, the historical chain will, I mean, this is, this is, this is, this is shockingly uh, specific. It'll either be broken or it'll be continued. But Biden's approval rating has been dropping. 
nationally, not necessarily in New Jersey. I haven't seen any data about that. But right now, across the country, more people disapprove of the job that he's doing than approve. So as Jack Chitterelli tries to energize Republicans, uh, uh, and they are disproportionate to the to New Jersey voter registration, uh, Chitterelli needs a higher percentage of Republicans to come out than Phil Murphy needs of Democrats. Uh, uh, even though it was the intent of the modern-day founding fathers to, uh, to, to keep what happens in Washington in Washington, it's not really the case. And, and we talk about local elections. Uh, I want to I say two quick things uh, before we go to a break, since there's hundreds of down-ballot races up and down New Jersey this year. Uh, there were two towns that stuck out to me this week. One was Monroe Township. Republican candidate for mayor uh, in this Middlesex County town. He's a, he's a guy's name is Steve Martin. Uh, yeah, that's really his name. And and he has a history of offensive posts on, on Facebook. He posted a, a, a photo of a train being loaded with Jews headed to Nazi death camps. I, I don't know what people are thinking. And, and, the, and the picture says, why gun control? Because armed people will not willingly load themselves into railroad boxcars. I mean, we're in 2021, and I can't believe there's people that, that say this. But, but Steve Martin, uh, when I asked him about it, he, he said that his account was hacked. He didn't own up to it. And, and that's the problem here, right? If you, if you do something and you, you do it wrong, just, just, just own up to it. Don't lie. And, 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 and I think he made it worse. And then uh, there's a Democratic mayor in Westfield, uh, Shelley Brindle, uh, she accepted a sizable campaign contribution from a developer. Uh, get this. I don't know what people are thinking sometimes. This, she took this campaign contribution the same day she voted to give him a sweetheart tax abatement deal. So so politics is, is always fun in New Jersey. And I will be right back with uh, New Jersey Assembly Speaker Craig Coughlin. So please don't go anywhere. You're not going to want you're, – you're not going to want to miss a word of what he has to say. And after that, I'll be joined by Phil Murphy's campaign manager, Molly Bonanno, and by Jack Cittarelli's campaign manager, Eric Arpert. This is David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe, and you are listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. When it comes to autism, finding the right words can be tough. Finding community in these challenging times doesn't have to be. Join us, even virtually, to move together towards a kinder world for the millions of people on the autism spectrum. Find out how at autismspeaks.org slash together. This fall is a perfect time to reduce your energy bills and go solar with the world's most trusted brand, LG. The LG Solar Concierge is the only place to get online quotes directly from the certified LG Pro installer network. With the LG Solar Concierge, you're guaranteed a customized quality system with a 25-year best-in-class warranty. Going solar has never been this easy. Get started today at solar.com slash LG. That's solar.com slash LG. Mention this ad for an additional $250 rebate on your project. Individual rates, coverage offerings, and savings may vary. Subject to terms and conditions. Not available in all areas. If you're a small business owner, things may have gotten tougher lately. You're probably looking for savings wherever you can find them. So you may be surprised to hear that most small businesses overpay for workers' compensation insurance. Many insurance companies just aren't set up to give small businesses the savings they deserve. But Pi Insurance was created to change that. We serve small businesses exclusively, and we can save you up to 30%. 
You owe it to yourself to find out if you're overpaying. Just get a quote right now from your computer or smartphone at trypie.com. Pie Insurance is a no-brainer with our simple online experience and outstanding service. We are rated excellent on Trustpilot by our customers, who tell us Pie is fast, affordable, and easy to work with. As easy as Pie, in fact. Savings matter now more than ever. Isn't it worth taking three minutes to find out if you're overpaying for workers' comp? Ask your insurance agent for Pi Insurance or get a quote today at trypie.com. That's T-R-Y-P-I-E dot com. The New Jersey Globe Power Hour is on. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back. It's David Wildstein. Craig Coffin is the Speaker of the New Jersey State Assembly. So along with the Governor and the Senate President, he's one of the big three in, in state government. Mr. Speaker, how are you? I am well, David. How are you? Thanks I'm, I'm doing great. Generous uh, introduction. Well, and thank you for coming on. Before we talk about politics, I just want to ask you quickly, uh, you know, since, since the fall, about your, uh, uh, your your moonlighting job. You're a sports announcer yeah. for high school games. I am. I, I do. In fact, I did a game last night. I did the uh, – I do for the local access channel. Uh, Mayor John McCormick and I uh, act as uh, – pretend we're play-by-play guys and analysts. <laughs> and uh, we uh, we did the Colonia uh, JFK game. Woodbridge, Woodbridge Township has three high schools, uh, and, and two of them were playing last night, so we got to do that game. It was a beautiful night. It was like a late summer night uh, for a football game, and uh, unfortunately it wasn't very competitive, but it was still an awful lot of fun to do. Who's better at this, you or Mary McCormick? Oh, uh, me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair enough. And he, would, and he would say uh, him. He, so, he absolutely uh, yeah. would. He absolutely would. I mean, Mr. Speaker, let's talk about the governor's race. I mean, there's some polls sure. that show uh, Murphy versus Chitterelli tightening. Are, are those polls accurate? Are they? Are those the numbers you're seeing? Well, I mean, I I, I don't know what, whose poll they are that you're seeing, right? I mean, I think that the polls uh, that we we come to rely upon still have Governor Murphy sizably ahead and and consistently there. Uh, is it, is it, look, there's going to be an inevitable tightening of the race as as you go through it. And uh, Assemblyman uh, Titarelli was, was somebody who was, didn't have the same name recognition as the governor. Uh, he's uh, raised money and he's now advertising. So I, I think that there may be a, a natural uh, a tightening of the race, but it's still not uh, one that uh, has, has changed significantly. And I'm speaking with Assembly Speaker Craig Coughlin. Uh, Mr. Speaker, Last night, Republicans announced they reached a, a consensus that Nancy Munoz will be the next Assembly Minority Leader. And one of the things that struck me is that I spoke to mm-hmm. I mean, more than a dozen Republican Assembly members. None of them suggested this was more than a race for a minority leader. No, I didn't hear anybody saying, well, you know, she's, she's not running for minority leader. She's running for speaker. Uh, right. Uh, I mean, you're at 52 seats now. Nobody's really talking about Republicans taking control of the Assembly. Where do, where do you think... Democrats will be after this election. Well, uh, and first of all, you know, it's funny. It struck me this, the same, uh, and I was I was really happy to hear that. And maybe, and maybe that means that they're going to support me for speaker, uh, whether uh, Democrats have control or not. What do you think? It, it, um, if, if it's like the Senate, yes, right. <laughs> so, um, look, I think that we are focused and working really hard to return all of our members to the uh, the assembly. I'm confident. Uh, that, that we are going to. Uh, we have terrific candidates, uh, even in the districts that most people consider to be challenged. Uh, and, and so I'm, uh, you know, I'm working hard to get them there, and I think that we're going to succeed that. I'm, uh, I, I, I anticipate us being back and anticipate us being back in the majority. 
And can we talk about some of these races? Can we go through some of the ones that we're, 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 we're all watching? District sure. 2, Atlantic County. Uh, you, you've got yep. you've got two seats you're defending, and, and probably the district in the state that has shifted back and forth between parties the most over the last 48 years. How, how are your candidates looking there? That's probably true, right? We, at, right before, uh, well, right now we have the box, uh, uh, a district, a split district. Assembly members are both Democrats. The senator is the Republican, um, and and so uh, yeah, we're work. I mean, that's not who who is. Uh, yeah, he's right. That's right. Palestino's in there. I mean, um, so we're we think that we have really good candidates. You know, John Armato is is a good solid guy. He's a force veteran, a firefighter, a plumber. Uh, Somebody who's who's have to fight through the scourge of addiction with his his son, and, and that's reflected in his legislative um, work. Uh, you know, sticking up for um, the folks down there in Atlantic City, uh, getting labeling on packages, and and Karen uh, uh, Fitzpatrick is is a woman who is a, a, somebody who understands business and understands. Uh, sticking up for the little guy and, and you know standing up for something that she passionately passionately believes in um, you know she she's a victim of abuse uh, she's worked in that area she's also uh, the economic director for Atlanta County and so she works to bring people there so I think uh, while that is a, a, a challenging district uh, and there is certainly an opportunity uh, for it to be a very close race at uh, our client, our, our our candidates, uh, based on the, their strength, uh, are going to be successful. And District Eight, I mean, it's mostly Burlington, a little bit of Camden and, and uh, mm-hmm. Atlantic. I think that's that's your best shot. If, if you're going to pick up any seats, is, is the best shot District Eight? Two incumbents not well, running again. Yeah, I mean, I think the the, the fact that the, both incumbents are not running again makes that one where you look at the map and you say, well, there's there's a chance that with a couple of open seats where you could pick something up. Uh, and again, we have uh, we have a couple of terrific candidates there. Mark Natale ran the last time, got very close. That's and this is a close race. I don't think any it's not a surprise to anybody that that eight is going to be a very close race uh, right to the end. Uh, you know, he's he's a guy uh, who who stands up for. Workers, you know, he's a, he's a labor attorney. Uh, does some free work for to make sure that elections are fair, and and of course his running mate, Allison Eckler, uh, she's a board of ed member. She's a marketing specialist, but mar- specializes in um, in helping small businesses compete with big businesses. So you know she's got uh, some terrific uh, uh, chops, uh, and uh, you know we think that she'll be she'll be. She'll be doing well uh, in that in that race, and we think that's one we we hope to we hope to get. It's a tough district. I mean, you know, as as, as you know, it's Democrats haven't won there since 1973. Right, uh, so, but with with yeah, I mean, look, the the, the Senate race is a, is a good. We have a terrific candidate there, and Dawn Adiago. I had I had the privilege of serving with Dawn uh, in the Assembly when she was there, and uh, and got to know her a little bit. She's a terrific person, terrific candidate. Uh, and you know, with, with the Assemblywoman Stanfield running for the Senate, and Ryan Peters deciding not to run, yeah, we're, we're hopeful in that uh, in that district. In eleven sixteen, you've got incumbents there. I, I, I think your guys are favored in, in those in those districts. I, 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 yeah, I think I think we are, and I think we should be um, because the strength again, the strength of our candidates, Eric Hotelling and Joanne Downey in eleven, uh, both have, have demonstrated 
uh, you know, the, the terrific uh, leadership and terrific understanding of the people they represent in the state, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're fighting for their towns to make sure they get more school funding and addressing the areas that matter. So uh, we're, we're really we're confident that they're going to win uh, and they'll be successful. And in, in 16, uh, you know, that's another district that uh, was, was once, it's actually Jack Citarelli's home district. Uh, but Andrews Wickers now won three times and Roy Fryman's won twice. Uh, and, and Sadov Jopper is going to be a great addition to that team. Um, you know, that one is one, uh, where, uh, you know, as you know, David, uh, Somerset County has become increasingly democratic. Um, but it does include Hunterdon. So, uh, or pieces of Hunterdon. And, uh, so there's always, you know, that to, to think about. But I think on balance, that's, that's one that, uh, we, we should win and, and we're confident in. And I'm, I'm speaking with Craig Hoff on the Speaker of the New Jersey Assembly. Mr. Speaker, when the Assembly comes back after the election, some people call it lame duck, uh, mm-hmm. you've got some big issues coming up. Governor Murphy, uh, indicates that the, the most important one is the Reproductive Freedom Act. He thinks the votes are there to pass it. Are, are they there? Well, David, we, we you know, that's a bill that has, has been there. We're going through a very thorough and thoughtful process of, of understanding that bill and the, 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 the scope of it. And, and we haven't, uh, uh, you know, we haven't settled on our lame duck agenda yet, but that's certainly one of the bills that we're going to be, you know, will be under consideration for inclusion. And some of your, some of your, Caucus members, I guess this comes with having 52 Democrats in the caucus. Some, some are are more uh, uh, are to the right of others, right within your caucus. Uh, well, sure. We, we, you know, we we come from different uh, places, have different uh, d- districts. Are all not the same, uh, and that's I think that's the great news of uh, of our party. And uh, and of the members that that are there in in the assembly, uh, they do they re- they are not not uh, this is not a cookie cutter situation. We have um, lots of people who are advocating for a lot of different things, and, and you know people who are some are more uh, progressive, some are more conservative, um, and the trick is getting them all together, uh, which we've done with great success, by the way. Uh, you know we've passed we've we've passed an awful lot of tough bills. Uh, and we've, we've done that with uh, with great strength. And I think that when we, we are together, uh, as we often are, uh, th- that's what makes our, the assembly so effective. Now, and that's that is that is your job down there, right? Which is to uh, to make sure that everybody uh, that there's some type sure. of consensus. And I know it involves a lot of compromise. But it, it does, and it, and it great, involves a great leadership team too, who's all on the same page and moving in the same direction. So we've been, I've been very, very fortunate to be surrounded by other great members of my leadership team. And, and Craig Coughlin, Speaker of the New Jersey State Assembly, is always a pleasure to speak to you, and thank you for coming on. My pleasure. Thank you so much. Great to be with you as always. Thanks for thank having you, me. Thank you, sir. Back. Thank you. And I'll be back with Molly Bonato, campaign manager for New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. So please don't go away. This is David Wildstein, the editor of the New Jersey Globe, and you are listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The following is a paid political announcement. Have you heard his attack ads? Phil Murphy's lying about me again. I would, too, if I had his record. I'm Jack Cittarelli. Phil Murphy's failed us at every turn. He told us he wanted to make New Jersey the California of the East Coast. He wasn't kidding. Phil Murphy increased state spending $11 billion. Are you any better off today than you were four years ago? Murphy's about to raise taxes on businesses who barely survived his shutdown. And the rest of the country is lapping us in economic recovery. The lines of motor vehicles are a joke. Crime is raging, with murders and gun violence up 40%. 
and he tried to ban cops from notifying parents if their kids are caught with drugs or alcohol. Who does that? And while New Jersey has the highest property tax in the nation, Phil Murphy says if taxes are your issue, then we're probably not your state. Come on, Phil. With a record like that, no wonder you want to change the subject. New Jersey can do better. With Jack Cittarelli as governor, we will. Paid for by Cittarelli for Governor, Inc., P.O. Box 427, Somerville, New Jersey. When it comes to autism, finding the right words can be tough. Finding community in these challenging times doesn't have to be. Join us, even virtually, to move together towards a kinder world for the millions of people on the autism spectrum. Find out how at AutismSpeaks.org slash together. It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back. It's David Wildstein. Molly Bonato is the campaign manager for Governor Phil Murphy's re-election bid. Molly, welcome. Thank you, David. Glad to be here. Well, thank you. And this is an honor because listeners should know you you were the 2018 New Jersey Globe Campaign Manager of the Year after running Mikey Sherrill's campaign. Well, it's honor is actually mine, David, and I appreciated the accolades then. Thank you. And, and Molly, you know, you know the track record of Democratic governors running for re-election in New Jersey is is in good. Is, is Phil Murphy going to win this race? I believe deeply that Governor Murphy will be reelected and be the first Democratic the reelected governor in 44 years. But, you know, David, we don't take anything for granted on this team, and we're going to run through the tape uh, through November 2nd, and we're working really hard to make sure we're ready to go. As you know, uh, early vote is just around the corner, the first ever, and that's uh, seven days away. So I've, I've watched the polls. I, I know you watch them more carefully than I do. Governor's lead has gone from 16 to 13 to 9 is – why is this race, race tightened? Is that just the way New Jersey always is? You know, I think this race is, you know, settling into, you know, what uh, a good pattern. And I don't know if this way Jersey always is, but I do think what we know is that the voters of New Jersey are going to make decisions here. They have ballots in hand. We have early vote seven days away. And Governor Murphy's making his case that we are going to move forward and not backwards. And, you know, he, I think, showed that on the debate stage this week with Assemblyman Cittarelli when, uh, you know, who I think has shown that he's going to bring divisive Trump-style politics back to New Jersey. And, you know, we're not going back. And, and now that you've had these two debates, I mean, you know, your, your whole debate season is now over. How important were these debates at reaching voters? I think they're important because I think the people of New Jersey need to hear from their leaders and make sure that they understand uh, what is at stake. And I think the governor laid out his leadership. He showed that we're not, you know, he showed them what our record is. He's raised the minimum wage and acted, you know, earned sick leave, paid family leave, reinstated the millionaire's taxes, funded women's health care, which is, in a, is a huge issue in this race. And, we, you know, I think for for the governor, he made his case and we showed that, New Jerseyans, what is, you know, what they could, what a Jack Cittarelli administration could look like. And I'm speaking with Molly Bonato, Phil Murphy's campaign manager. Molly, one of the things I hear from Democrats is a little bit of a concern that 
that with Donald Trump out of the White House, it's sort of mission accomplished and, and some people are not as engaged as they should be. Are you uh, what's your plan over the next uh, next two weeks to to excite your base? You know, our plan is what it's been this whole time, which is we're going to be on the streets, hitting the doors, making phone calls, sending those text messages. We've got big surrogates coming in. Uh, you know, as, as, as was announced this week, we'll have uh, former President Obama in Newark, New Jersey, uh, coming up at the beginning of early vote at the end of the week. And we couldn't be more excited to make sure that we're uh, taking this to the voters in New Jersey door-to-door, person-to-person. What about I mean, President Obama's coming in? What about President Biden? Do you do you expect him to come in this in the next 17 days? We'd love to have him. We haven't heard the news yet, but when we do, David, I'll, I'll make sure I let you know. And what about bon, John Bon Jovi? I mean, we'll... We would also accept uh, John Bon Jovi. He's been a big supporter of the governor and uh, one of his best know, friends. Right? Hard to get into... I'm sorry. One of his best friends, right? <laughs> to my understanding. So we'll look. We're 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 leaving nothing to chance. We're taking nothing for granted, and you know we're gonna run. We're gonna run through. I said it before, and not because I love sports metaphors, but we're gonna run through that tape on November second. So we're taking the fight to the streets, and that's where we're gonna keep it. So we, you, you spoke earlier about early voting, and that that's seven days away. And this is this is the first time New Jersey's had this. The polls will be open for nine consecutive days, the 23rd to the 31st, you know, some nights, Saturdays, Sundays. What does early voting mean to the governor's electoral success? I think it's going to be a big part of his electoral success because it gives people the opportunity to go to the polls over a nine-day period versus just one day. And the expansion of the vote in our democracy everywhere only makes it easier for people to vote, and this is a big part of what the governor stands for. And so I I really think it will help improve our chances uh, across the board. I mean, we know from other states and others and studies uh, that it helps, you know, black and brown communities vote. It helps uh, working families vote. And that's what that's the goal. More democracy, more access to polls, not less. So with you know, although I would I would love you to you know spill all the secrets. I know that you're going to be you know, fairly reserved on the radio, but but what are you going to look at as campaign manager? Every every day you're going to get data from early voting. You you just won't know where the votes are coming. You'll know exactly who voted each day. What do you what do you, what will you look at? What what will that cause your campaign to do each day? Well, yeah, we do look at the data every day. We're going to study patterns, make sure we understand where our votes coming from and have a plan to, you know, go go to those voters directly, speak to them, make sure they have their information educate you know first time doing anything there's a fair amount of voter education that is required at the door to make sure people understand you know what the rules are what what it looks like what how they can access polls and we're going to get that information out to our voters and so every single day we'll we'll talk about that and make adjustments but like i said i do think governor murphy made his own case this week you know he shows what he showed what was at stake and you know we're going to keep making sure the voters of new jersey also understand that do you, do you think? I mean, is your is your message getting through? Or you, you've 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 gone negative on Jack Chitterelli in some of your ads, or are you seeing in your tracking of this race that people who didn't know Jack Chitterelli are learning about them, and, and are they are they liking him better, or are they not liking him better? I do think they're learning who he is, but I think they're understanding what he's going to bring to New Jersey, which is, in my opinion, is this Trump style politics of division. You know, he, rep- he does represent a return to the Christie playbook, bringing back cuts to our school funding, skipping pension payments. And, you know, I think 
you know, I think you saw on the debate stage the differences clearly between the governor and, and Jack when it comes to what he would do to make sure this state was moving forward. And uh, he he really does wouldn't answer questions, you know, dodged a lot of different questions on what he would cut from the budget, what he would do to support black and brown communities, whether or not he thought there were real differences. And I, I think in a state like New Jersey, those were important questions. And I think voters are getting the, the voters are understanding that now. We're Don't seeing it both, more and more. Isn't that part of debates, though, they both sort of sort of bob and weave their way through these questions? Well, part of debates, but I think what you don't answer is important is just what you do answer. And, you know, he, he, I think the budget question is a fundamental question. What would you cut? And this this position that the governor has taken on, on he's not going to raise taxes anymore over the next four years, is that uh, is, is is that something you're doing to sort of sort of appeal more to a, a, a moderate New Jersey base that, that might not have made a decision yet? The governor... This, I, I don't know that it's appealing to the moderates or there's a strategy behind it, except the governor's being honest about who he is and what he wants to do for New Jersey and what his policies are moving forward. You know, his goal was to make New Jersey stronger and fairer for everyone, make sure it wasn't just working for only the wealthy and well-connected. And he's been a guy, he's been a guy who, said, who has done exactly what he said he was going to do. He is who he says he was going to be, and I do think that's what you saw in the debate stage that night. What are you seeing, what are you seeing in terms of the – the effects of 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 the pandemic in in terms of voter turnout are you are are New Jerseyans are they anxious to return to the polls and vote in person? You know, what I think we saw with the uptake of vote by mail, there's been a big surge in Democratic uh, support for vote by mail. Maybe now it's the habit as of the result of uh, you know three cycles now of the ability to vote uh, by mail. But I don't know that COVID is a, a factor as much as it is going to be a factor of us making sure people understand, you know, what's new, what's changing, where they need to go. And um, I do think there's a lot of people that like vote by mail now in the state of New Jersey. And I'm speaking with Molly Bonato, the campaign manager of Murphy for Governor. Just before our time's out, I want to, want to ask you a quick question. Where do you get the best pancakes in the state of New Jersey? And, and understand uh, that I know the answer to this. I want to make sure you get it right. Uh, the original pancake house in West Caldwell. Near, near the Mikey Sherrill headquarters. Uh, yeah. Okay. Mikey, th- now I'm calling you Mikey. Molly, thank you. Thank you so much for joining me. And uh, uh, this is going to be a fun 17 days. So, uh, uh, and, and you hear people telling you get some rest. Uh, this, is, this is what I say to both sides. Don't get any sleep at all because you can't make this time up. Absolutely. Thank you, David, for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And I will be right back with Eric Harper, campaign manager for Republican gubernatorial candidate Jack Cittarelli. So so stay where you are. You don't want to miss this. This is David Wildstein, and you are listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. The following is a paid political announcement. Have you heard his attack ads? Phil Murphy's lying about me again. I would, too, if I had his record. I'm Jack Cittarelli. Phil Murphy's failed us at every turn. He told us he wanted to make New Jersey the California of the East Coast. He wasn't kidding. Phil Murphy increased state spending $11 billion. Are you any better off today than you were four years ago? Murphy's about to raise taxes on businesses who barely survived a shutdown. And the rest of the country is lapping us in economic recovery. The lines of motor vehicles are a joke. Crime is raging, with murders and gun violence up 40%. And he tried to ban cops from notifying parents if their kids are caught with drugs or alcohol. Who does that? And while New Jersey has the highest property tax in the nation, Phil Murphy says if taxes are your issue, then we're probably not your state. Come on, Phil. With a record like that, 
No wonder you want to change the subject. New Jersey can do better. With Jack Chitterelli as governor, we will. Pay for by Chitterelli for Governor, Inc., P.O. Box 427, Somerville, New Jersey. The following is a paid political announcement. Have you heard his attack ads? Phil Murphy's lying about me again. I would, too, if I had his record. I'm Jack Chitterelli. Phil Murphy's failed us at every turn. He told us he wanted to make New Jersey the California of the East Coast. He wasn't kidding. Phil Murphy increased state spending $11 billion. Are you any better off today than you were four years ago? Murphy's about to raise taxes on businesses who barely survived a shutdown. And the rest of the country is lapping us in economic recovery. The lines of motor vehicles are a joke. Crime is raging, with murders and gun violence up 40%. And he tried to ban cops from notifying parents if their kids are caught with drugs or alcohol. Who does that? And while New Jersey has the highest property tax in the nation, Phil Murphy says if taxes are your issue, then we're probably not your state? Come on, Phil. With a record like that, no wonder you want to change the subject. New Jersey can do better. With Jack Chitterelli as governor, we will. Paid for by Chitterelli for Governor, Inc., P.O. Box 427, Somerville, New Jersey. The New Jersey Globe Power Hour is on. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back, everybody. It's David Wildstein. Uh, I'm going to be speaking with Eric Arpert, campaign manager for Jack Chitterelli, the Republican candidate for governor of New Jersey. Eric, welcome back to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour, and happy birthday. We're happy belated happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you, David. It's good to be with you again, as always. Have you aged just one year in the last year, or have you aged 10 years in the last year running the campaign? <laughs> we'll see on November 3rd. That <laughs> didn't answer the question at all. It's been a lot of fun. It's been a good, good to get across the state and, uh, and take Jack's message out to the people of New Jersey. So I've been so, having fun, David. So tell me where the race is right now. I, I've, I've, heard, I've heard Jack Chitterelli. I mean, he's told me on this show, he, you know, he, he said it when I, when I was with him last week, that, that we are right where we need to be. Are you, are you right where you need to be right now, 17 days out from Election Day? We are. That's exactly right. It's a dead heat. Um, we've got polls that have shown that, and uh, it certainly seems from the moves of the Murphy campaign that they've got internal showing the same thing. And you've laid out the history. Not in 40 years have we reelected a Democratic governor. And over that same time period, any time there's been a Democrat in the White House, the Republican has taken the uh, gubernatorial race the very next year. So we're confident both of those trends are going to continue. And look, here's what we know. We know from all the polls uh, that all the polls agree that Jack's supporters are more excited. And the more they, that people see and hear from Jack, the more they like. Um, so we're confident that we're headed towards a victory if everybody goes out and gets out and votes. And we're talking about a state that has a million more Democrats than Republicans. So how do you do this? How do you how do you take on that registration edge? Tell, tell me what what is the path to a victory? Well, look, you're right, but as you also know, David, there are more unaffiliated voters. And so, and we see that those unaffiliated voters are quickly moving away from Governor Murphy. They're moving away from what's going on in Washington, and they're coming towards Jack. And so, with an excited Republican, uh, with, with Republicans excited across the state and unaffiliated moving away from the failed policies of the Murphy administration, we're confident that we'll be able to win. So, You've got to win. You've got to win Ocean Big. You've got to win Mammoth Big. Your your Ocean Plus Mammoth has to be greater than Governor Murphy's Essex Plus Hudson. But 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 then we get to Middlesex County, and that's 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 the I always view uh, whether I'm right or wrong. I view Middlesex as the key. Are you are you going to win Middlesex County? 
We're going to do very well in Middlesex County. I'm confident that we will win. And Middlesex and others, Burlington, where I cut my teeth, and places like Bergen County, we've been fighting hard. And again, um, the more we saw it in the debates, the more people see from Jack, the more they like. And I think people are, I sense a real eagerness for a change here in New Jersey. And that's that's been one of your challenges, hasn't it? Where we're, you, 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 even a month before the election, most voters had never heard of Jack Chitterelli. Where, where is that now? Are you are you are you seeing in your tracking that that voters are, are becoming more familiar with your candidate? Certainly we are, but let's remember, in, 2000, in 2019, most voters didn't know who Governor Murphy was, and he had been governor for a year, right? And so we, people are starting to pay attention, starting to wake up. Certainly our ads have picked up. And, uh, and the more, like I said, the more they see, the more they like, and we feel the energy on the ground. People are walking up to Jackson. I've seen your ads. Who says that? And uh, we're confident that that will continue. But, you know, that's, that's changed. I mean, people may not have known who Phil Murphy was right away. They know him now. And the polling that I've seen, polling that I trust, like Patrick Murray at Monmouth, says that most people, most people approve of the job Phil Murphy's doing. They, uh, they, 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 they view him well, and, and, and specifically on his handling of COVID, which is, which is the big issue. Do you, do you see any movement in that? Is there, is there reason to think that that's not the same as it was a month ago? Well, first, I think even Patrick Murray and David, you know this, any poll needs to be put in context, right? And so no knock on, on Monmouth polling, but they do have a history of inaccuracies. Here in New Jersey, they got Jeff Van Drew's race last year wrong by double digits. They got Mike Testa's race wrong. They had him down by double digits a week before the election, and he won big. On the national level, they got presidential race in key states wrong by double digits. And so, but what, here's what we do know, right? We know that there is energy on our side. We know the more people see and hear from Jack, the more they like. And we know that they don't trust this governor when it comes to taxes. And property taxes have traditionally been, and we see this picking up here again in New Jersey, the number one issue. And we've got a governor who says, if taxes are your issue, we're probably not your state. It's out of touch. It's elitist. And it's just wrong for the state. And you know that's that's something we should all talk about after the election. It was that that one quote from Rowan University two years ago, and and boy, that has that has stuck. But look, it's not just one quote, David. It's a it's a four year record, and it's another. You know, he also said he wants to make us the California of the East Coast. It's extreme. It's out of touch, and it's again, it's just wrong for our state, uh, particularly when we're the most taxed state in the country. Young people can't afford to get started here. Uh, folks can't, start to support, can't afford to start a business here. And our seniors can't afford to retire. And you're saying, well, too bad. Get out. It's, it's, it's just wrong-headed. It's so, out of touch. So let's talk about money in campaigns. Uh, governor is 98% of the way there to qualifying for the $10.5 million in matching funds. You're, you've, you've had four good fundraising weeks. I think you've beaten the governor in fundraising for the last four weeks. Uh, but that – that still doesn't get you to the full match. At what point do you have to be at the full match before you, you can't effectively spend it, especially with 265,000 ballots already cast? Well, I'm confident we'll have another strong week, and I'm confident we'll be to the, at you know, the match sooner than later. I'm, frankly, I'm surprised how long it's taken the governor to get to the match. He reached that max in two days in the primary. He's the incumbent governor, and as you know, David, Chris Christie maxed out in, I think, the first week. Um, so I think this governor struggled to raise money, and we're matching him dollar for dollar, and we could, we're going to continue to do so. But he's also raising money for, for national parties that are putting money in. There's, there's IEs coming in. Uh, oh, the RTA, no doubt, in fairness. the panic button and trying to get as much support as they can. Um, but, it, look, let's remember the history here. John Corzine outspent Chris Christie by 40, uh, 40 times as much as Chris Christie spent and still wasn't saved by that. And so we're confident uh, we've got the better candidate and the better message. And, again, we're right where we need to be. 
So do you think you'll hit? Do you think you'll hit the match within the next two weeks? I do. Okay. And what about what are you seeing in terms of of early voting? I mean, you know, every, we're we're starting to extrapolate all this data. You know, decent number of votes have come out. Uh, does do the early early voters tend to favor Democrats? I mean, should we take these numbers seriously? Well, look, history would tell us that Democrats vote in greater numbers and vote by mail. Right. Um, we were encouraged by the percentage of Republicans that are voting by mail, but we are confident that it, through early voting and on Election Day voting, in-person voting is more popular amongst Republicans, and it'll make up for any gains the Democrats have made. And look, what we look when you dig into the numbers, and this is we could spend a whole session on this, but uh, when you dig into the numbers, it looks like four of four the Democrats that are going to vote in every year are now voting by mail. So they're trading Election Day votes for early voting votes. See, by the way, I heard this last year from Republicans. I heard them say exactly what you said. And then when we actually looked at those those votes in an all vote by mail election, the reality is Republicans in, 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 in Tom Kane Jr.'s district against Tom Malinowski and other places, they embraced vote by mail. They were fine with it. It was tougher to do early voting in some of the urban areas. No doubt, and nobody here is not going to vote by mail. This year is different. It's not an all-vote-by-mail election. Um, it's only for folks who've asked for it or are on the permanent list. And we've got this new wrinkle of early voting, and we're encouraging folks to vote in the way that's most convenient for them. And I encourage folks to get out and vote during the early, early voting period. And in the debate this week, one of the one of the things that, that Jack Cittarelli said is that he doesn't need surrogates. He doesn't need Donald Trump to come in. He doesn't need anybody. He's going to take this message to, you know, to the voters directly. And then a couple of days later, I saw that Rona McDaniel, Republican national chair, is coming in for, uh, for Chitterelli next week. Uh, uh, she was one of the ones who said that, that and, and differently than Jack Chitterelli, but she's one of the ones who said uh, Joe Biden wasn't elected, that there was fraud in the election. Why, why are you bringing Rona McDaniel in? Is that, is that something that you think is going to help your you, you get votes and get turnout in your base? Well, look, it's the job of the RNC chair to come and support our Republican candidate. She's going into the 8th District. You talk about the competitiveness of that race. I think it's a testament to the competitive na- nature of that local race um, and the competitive nature of this race. But Jack absolutely stands on his own record. As you know, he has never questioned the legitimacy of the presidential election uh, and is focused on fixing New Jersey. And who else might we see in the next 17 days? Any, any well, look, other? We don't need saving, right? I think that's what Jack said. We don't need saving. We don't need anyone from, uh, you know, we don't need to be going through our Rolodex, calling the biggest and highest profile surrogates we can find. Remember, Barack Obama, as a sitting president, came in for John Corzine in 2009, and it didn't help him. Uh, so we don't, we're not hitting the panic button with campaign shakeups and calling in the highest profile surrogates in our Rolodex like Governor Murphy is. We're out every day meeting with the people of New Jersey and running on Jack's experience as a CPA and small businessman and his detailed plan to fix our state, make it more affordable. And, it's about time. And, and I, 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 asked this of, uh, I asked this of your candidate for lieutenant governor in, in her debate, Diane Allen, if yeah. she wanted Joe Biden to come in for Phil Murphy, and she said you did. Uh, is, that, <laughs> is that still the case? Do you want Joe Biden to come in? We'd love to see it. Yeah. Let's let him talk about the record. Let's talk about the dysfunction in Washington and what what Bill Murphy wants to do to make our state more like that. So you're encouraging you're encouraging Joe Biden to come to New Jersey in the next 17 days. We're running our race, David. I'm candidly not as worried about uh, their races. They seem to be about ours. And what should we expect from Jack Chitterelli this week? 
You're going to see us out across the state, crisscrossing the state, hitting every county over the last 17 days, um, making our case to voters and urging everybody to get out and vote. And are you, what, what kind of excitement are you? I mean, you, you, you clearly need more Republicans to come out with a greater intensity than, than Democrats do. Are, are you spending most of your time with the Republican base? And unfortunately, we only got a couple seconds left, but. No, David, we're out going to places Republicans typically typically don't go. Uh, we're going into every community across the state and making the case that New Jersey is broken and that we need to do better. And with Jack as governor, we will. And I have been speaking with Eric Arpert, the campaign manager for Republican Jack Cittarelli. Thanks for coming on. This is David Thank Wildstein, you, David. the editor of the New Jersey Globe, and you've been listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. following is a paid political announcement. Have you heard his attack ads? Phil Murphy's lying about me again. I would too if I had his record. I'm Jack Cittarelli. Phil Murphy's failed us at every turn. He told us he wanted to make New Jersey the California of the East Coast. He wasn't kidding. Phil Murphy increased state spending $11 billion. Are you any better off today than you were four years ago? Murphy's about to raise taxes on businesses who barely survived a shutdown. And the rest of the country is lapping us in economic recovery. The lines of motor vehicles are a joke. Crime is raging, with murders and gun violence up 40%. And he tried to ban cops from notifying parents if their kids are caught with drugs or alcohol. Who does that? And while New Jersey has the highest property tax in the nation, Phil Murphy says if taxes are your issue, then we're probably not your state? Come on, Phil. With a record like that, no wonder you want to change the subject. New Jersey can do better. With Jack Cittarelli as governor, we will. Pay for by Chitterelli for Governor, Inc., P.O. Box 427, Somerville, New Jersey.